Well, uh, tonight I, wanted, I want to uh, uh, preach a sermon to you called Good Looks. Now, the Bible contains a lot of scripture that talks about good looks. And uh, we can name a few in the Bible. You know, we talk about Sarah. Sarah was a good-looking person. Rachel, Tamar, Bathsheba, Vashti, Esther, Ruth, David, Dustin, Saul, Joseph. <laughs> and so, you know... There's just a lot of people in the Bible that just looked good. I mean, it talks about beautiful people in the Bible. And, um, and so uh, tonight I'm going to give you three steps to a better looking you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm really not doing that. Um, no, this, this sermon called Good Looks is not about uh, basically what people see in you. Uh, this isn't, although that is something good to have. You should have the character and the, the appearance of a Christian. Uh, but basically tonight we're going to look at some verses and kind of see about how in chapter number six, how Isaiah uh, sees God and how he sees himself and other people. And so that's what we're going to look, look at tonight. So Isaiah chapter number six, uh, I'll read just the first verse because we're basically going to be talking about the whole passage uh, or the whole chapter of six. And so I'll just read the first verse and then we'll pray and we will get into uh, the message. So <clears throat> Isaiah 6, verse number 1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Let's pray. Do Lord, thank for this day. God, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. God, we thank you for the time that we can come to church and uh, just be, a, be here to worship you. And God, I'm so thankful for the people that have been faithful to that and coming to church. And God, I pray that you will calm my nerves. God, I am, I am pretty nervous and God, I just pray that you'll just set me aside, that you, you would speak through me. Uh, that way somebody that is here tonight will be able to get something that they can take and apply to life. Uh, and God, we're so thankful again that you love us. We're so thankful again that you are, you're holy and you're perfect. And God, I pray that you'll just be with us tonight. Bless us and we'll give glory and honor for in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, what Isaiah sees here that's recorded in the Word of God, would forever change Isaiah. It really will. It, it completely changes his whole outlook on everything. It impressed him so much that uh, he remembered the date of when this happened. It says there in the first verse, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died. Uh, so he, he put a mark on it on, Hey, this, is, this, this happened to me on this date, and this forever changed me. And Isaiah is in the temple, and obviously... The nation of Israel is mourning over the loss of the king. King Uzziah obviously dying and the throne in Israel is empty now. There is no more king. He's dead. And so obviously this whole nation, even Isaiah, is come to a point to where they are mourning over this. And now Isaiah uh, uh, will have three good looks that will change him and transform his ministry. And it can also do the same thing for you tonight if you'll just listen to these three points. Number one, he had an upward look. He saw the Lord. Verse number one, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one having six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the doors moved at, his, at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. You see, Uzziah, King Uzziah here had led Judah 
uh, he was the king of, of Judah for 50 plus years. I mean, he was, he was a king that was actually very, uh, a very good king. He, he led them to prosperity. He led them uh, to peace and he brought peace and all these different things. But now he is dead and he is gone. So what is next? And I, I could imagine if, if we here, okay, we obviously, uh, I'm not going to promote Donald Trump or anything like that, but uh, he's done some great things in our country. Uh, uh, physically speaking, he's done great things. Uh, uh, and if he was to die and, and be assassinated or whatever it is, we would all, most of America would be, okay, what's next? What is next here? And, and, and what's the plan? What are we to do? And I'm sure that's, that's a thought of many people here in this day, including Isaiah. And the Lord had a vision for Isaiah. He, he, had a, he has a purpose for this vision just for Isaiah, but it's not just for him. It's for everybody. It's for the, the nation of Judah and, and the people of Israel. And so by removing King Uzziah, God forced Isaiah to take a good look at God's holiness and who he really was. He, he sees, it says there that I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. Uh, uh, and so it, it, it caused him to see a good look of God's holiness and who he was. He looked up. Exodus 20, verse number 5 says, Thou shalt not bow down, thyself, bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. Sometimes, you know, we, we get caught up in the day-to-day -day life, and we don't get to the point to where we are focusing on God anymore. We, we just get into the, the routine of life, and yeah, we know God, we're saved, we're Christians, but we really don't necessarily just understand who he is and what he's done for us and all the, and, and so we we, ha, we we have to understand that he's a jealous god he, he he yes yes we have great people in our lives but god should be number one he should be the the person that we look to every single day he should he's the one that we need to to have our focus on and our attention and so he's a jealous god it tells us there he's a jealous god and sometimes uh we have to get back to the point to where we just understand him day to day and we we look to him every single day to guide us and isaiah he has a good look that the throne of Jerusalem is empty, but the throne of throne in heaven is still occupied. Uh, this throne uh, is occupied by God, and this throne is it's high and lifted up, is what it says there. It, it's it, it's above all other thrones. It doesn't matter if Donald Trump is is the president. It doesn't matter who's going to be the president next. It doesn't matter uh, uh, what king is going to be next. God is still above all these men. There's no no other throne that can overcome this throne that God Himself sits upon. Isaiah also had a good look at the seraphims. He 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 was that that was there above the throne, and and they cried out, "Holy, holy, holy!" And I don't have time to get into uh, uh, what all the seraphims are, are are meant for, and what their jobs and duties were, and different things like that. But I do want to point out one thing here: is uh, the 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 thing that came out of their mouth. What did they cry? They cried, "Holy, holy." holy to point out one thing the holiness of god that that's who he is and and i and, and so there there's there's part of me that believes that hey they're talking about the trinity here talking about the the three persons the godhead holy 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 god the father god the son god the holy spirit i, I believe i believe there's doctrine in this okay and so I, I, I see that. I understand that there, there's a part there, but I, I love the fact that they cried out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. To show us that, man, this, 
God is, God is so holy. He is, he's righteous. He's, he's everything that we need. It shows the thrice holy God that is sitting on the throne in heaven. He is pure. He's perfect. He's righteous and he's right. And he holds all the existence that we have in, of everything. He holds that in the palm of his hand. And Isaiah had an upward look. And he sees God for who he is. And so we have to understand for us, is this your viewpoint of God? Is this your viewpoint every single day when you open the Bible and you read it? Do you understand that He is holy? Do you understand that? Or, or is He just somebody that's in the back burner, that, that's just there whenever you need help? Or He's there whenever uh, you get in trouble and, and you need a way out or whatever it may be. Uh, he's just the old man upstairs. I've heard people say that before and it gets me very angry to, to think that someone thinks that of my God. That he's just a, an old man upstairs. I'll get to him when I need him. So what, what is your viewpoint of God? Isaiah here had an upward look. Not only did he have an upward look, he also had an inward look. You see here in verse number 5 it says, then, I, then said I, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from, the, from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. You see... Every time we see the holiness of God, when we, when we find that and we, we understand the holiness of God and see who He is, we automatically should always go back to looking at ourselves. There, there should be a point to where we see ourselves and see how bad we really are, how wicked we are, and how sinful we are. And nothing we can do is enough. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's, that's what our... Anything good that we can do is just as filthy rags to God because He's so perfect, He's so righteous, and He's so great, and He's so holy. God said this of Job in Job chapter 1. He said, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man? Job 2 verse number 3. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and excuseth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. So here God himself is saying this about Job. He's a perfect and upright man. If God was to say that about me, I would probably walk around with my head up in the air acting like I'm some stud muffin. Okay, I mean, and most men, when, when we're told, hey, you're perfect, you're no, you're, you're, man, you, you're the stuff, okay? Uh, we, we look at sports, okay? Any man in sports, you, you, they get this level head of like, oh, I'm better and be I'm bigger and better than anybody else, okay? And, and they get that pride built up, and, and, and God says this about Job, he's a perfect and upright man, but then if you look at Job 42, then after all that Job has been through and has gone through in his life, he says this in Job chapter 42, verse number 5 and 6, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. He brings himself to the low, to the lowest of lowest. He brings himself to the ashes. Okay, he, he, he says, man, I abhor myself because I've seen thee. 
And, and when we see God's holiness and we see how good He is and how perfect He is, we immediately have to look at ourselves and we have to see ourselves and we'll, it'll automatically pull itself out. It'll automatically pull out the bad that we have in our life. Peter was a proud fisherman when Jesus asked him to launch out into the deep in, in Luke. And he said, hey, hey, would you go back out in the water and, and catch some more fish? And, and Peter's like, Lord, don't you know I've been out here all night? I mean, I've, I've been here all the time. We ain't caught nothing. What you, what you mean go back out there and, and try and catch some more fish? I'm tired. I, I, I'm a professional fisherman. You can't. I'll tell you a story. Okay. So, I, I mean, I'm not a crappie fisher. I, I, uh, fishing for crappie. Okay, does everybody, everybody know what crappie are? Sackalay? Anybody else? Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, we went fishing. Okay. And, uh, and, and it was not a good day. It really just was I mean, according to most people, they, they would be like, dude, you shouldn't even go out on the water. It's not that great of a day. The fish aren't biting. So you probably shouldn't go. Okay. There, there's people out there that live by that. All right. Well, you know, we called a guy and we said, hey, what do you think about us going out fishing at this spot on this day? What do you think about it? He said, dude, look, he said, there's fish down there. They're either going to eat, they're not going to eat. Okay. Well, it's true, okay? And so, so we, we had to kind of humble ourselves and be like, okay, well, we're not going to go by the proud fisherman's view of it, the proud people that have made all these apps that say, hey, it's a good day to go fishing or a bad day to go fishing, okay? We, we just went fishing, and we actually caught some fish, which was nice. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, okay? But, 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 but here, Peter, he's, I mean, uh, yeah, Peter, he's saying, hey, uh, man, I, I do this for a living, God. And you want me to go back out on the water? Well, they ended up going back out on the water, and and God did a miracle. They they pulled in these nets full of fish. They had to call over their buddies, and they had to get all these people over there to help them get all the fish in because they caught so much fish. And here, Peter says this, Luke chapter five, verse number eight. When Simon Peter saw it, he saw holiness of God, fell down on his fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." It brought him down to understand who he really was. And when we see the holiness of God, we'll see who in ourselves, who we really are. There's so many other stories in the Bible that prove that, that when they finally realized the holiness of, and the goodness of God, they seen themselves and needed to change. A true experience with the Lord, whether lost or saved, will produce pride, but will, will not produce pride, but will produce a prayer of confession and forgiveness and humility. That's what a true experience with the Lord will do. Notice how Isaiah confesses in verse number 5. It says, uh, uh, I am a man of unclean lips. What, what it, uh, 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 there's a verse in the Bible that says, O generation of vipers, I think it's in Matthew, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. His unclean lips was a token of his unclean heart. Uh, we, and here he's confessing, man, I, God, I, man, I, I, I have an unclean life. I have unclean lips. Okay, and and, and, and I'm so glad that that Jesus uh, didn't come to call the righteous, but He came uh, for sinners unto repentance. I'm glad that 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 we can always look to Christ. We can always have Him there for us. He's not going to judge us and 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 push us down, but He's always going to be accepting us, and He's always going to be wanting us to get right and be closer to Him. And I'm so glad of that. And when we see the holiness of God, you will always see how bad you are. 
And then thirdly, the last point, amen? What time is it? Oh, no. Okay, we, 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 got, we got enough time. We'll get you out early, okay? All right, point number three. So first point, you saw he had an upward look. Second point, he had an inward look. And number three, he had an outward look. He saw the need. Verse number eight, it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and whom will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go, and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and ye... And see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of the people fat, and make their eyes heavy, and shut their eyes, lest, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and convert, and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitants, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly des- desolate. And the Lord ha- and the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land, but ye, but yet in, in it shall be a tenth, and it shall ret- return, and shall be eaten as a, as a teal tree, and as an oak, whose substance is in them. Uh, when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Once, once we have a good look at the holiness of God, and then we take a good look at our own hellishness, Okay, if, if, once we find out how wicked we are, we will then come to realize the helplessness of this world. Okay, and not, not, not that they're hopeless. Okay, they're, they're helpless. They, it's not that they don't have a hope. They do have a hope. It's Jesus Christ. But, but they're helpless. And, and so uh, uh, here he sees an outward look. He sees the people around, them, around him and how they, they need to understand who God is. And if you show me a Christian with no burden, and, and that's exactly what happened to Isaiah, he, he finally got a burden for the people around him. You show me a Christian with no burden, I'll show you a person with no concept of God's holiness. Uh, if you truly understand how good God has been to you, I mean, He saved you from hell. Okay, He's, he's holy enough to save you from hell. He's, he's righteous. He's perfect. If you understand that, you would want everybody to know that. You would have a burden for the people around you, the people at work or the people, your neighbors, or maybe the people that you go to school with or wherever it may be. You know, you, you'll see that. You'll have, you'll have a concept of God's holiness and you'll have a burden. The Revelation 14 says, And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. Just imagine uh, 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 standing there looking into hell and seeing people being thrown into hell, people that you love, people that you care about, and people that, 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 that you've seen and you work with. Just, just, just think about that. Think about it. And Pastor said this before. Uh, uh, act as though everybody around you is on fire. Act like everybody around you is, is someone that is, that is on their way to hell. Show me a Christian that has no desire to do anything of the service of the Lord, and I will show you a person who has no conviction of their own wickedness. Uh, I mean, we, we, when, when, when you want to do something for the Lord... It's because of the fact that you know that you aren't deserving of that. You, you aren't deserving of the fact that God can use you. You're not deserving of the fact that you get to go to heaven one day. And it should push you to action. It should push you to do something for God. Be in service for Him. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptations that Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners of whom, I, who, of whom I am chief. And that's Paul saying that. Paul, the greatest Christian, the greatest missionary known to man, this man right here said, I am the chief of sinners. 
He, he's a, he, he said, I, I remember being on the road to Damascus and running into God and, and Him changing my life and, and, and making, making me clean again and, 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 and using me. And, and all I want to do is just do something for you, God. And he ends up at his time, I, I believe, that, that, that they say that his, uh, around his time, he ended up telling the whole world about Christ. Everybody has heard the gospel at his time in the Bible because of him. Because a single man getting on fire for God and doing something, being in service to God. And so in conclusion, when Isaiah walked out that day of the temple, when he walked out, he, he was no longer a mourner, but he was a missionary. He wasn't just a spectator, but he was a participator. He saw the holiness of God, he saw himself, and he saw the helplessness of the world. And Isaiah was truly now a good-looking man. He had good looks. He looked all around him. He looked up at God, he saw God, he saw the holiness of God. He looked at himself, and he saw how wicked he was, and he, he said, man, I've got to change some things. I've got I to clean myself up. And then he saw, he, he had a good look at the helplessness of the world. So, Tonight is not a the, tonight is not a, 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 a sermon to beat you up and to uh, 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 do anything like that. Okay, obviously, I'm not going to say that everybody is saved. Okay, but if you aren't saved, that's obviously something you need to take care of. You you really haven't truly experienced the holiness of God. You really haven't truly gotten that, and that's something you need to take care of. But another thing is for everybody that is a Christian, it's a challenge for us. H how are you doing? on your looking around? How are you doing on, on seeing God every single morning and, and getting in the Bible and letting the Bible speak to you and, and letting, letting the Bible show you how holy God is and how righteous and perfect He is and, and, and understand that, man, when you, I, I don't know how many times I've read the Bible and then, man, just something jumps off the page and says, oh, you need to change that. And, and, and I have to either do it or I don't do it. You know, you, you either change it or you get a hardened heart to that. And so, uh, where are you at in that way? Are, are, you, are you really seeking to see the holiness of God? Are you really seeking to clean yourself up and live a life that is, that is pleasing to God? Are you, are you really truly trying to do uh, uh, the service of God? And, and being a witness out here in this world uh, uh, that, that's all around us that are, that are just dying and going to a place called hell. What are you doing? How are you doing tonight? It's a challenge. It's a challenge for us to, every single day, just see God. It's a challenge for us every single day to clean something up in our life. It's a challenge for us every single day just to see the people that we are by every single day and understand they need, they need what we got. Now, some of us may be living a life that people don't need to have. A hypocritical life. A two-faced life. We need to get those things fixed. we got to go to the second point, an inward look. Looking at ourselves and getting those things changed. That's what we have to do. So, as a challenge, how good looking are you? How good looking are you? Let's pray. The only thing for today, God, I thank you so much for all you've done for us. And God, I know it was quick. I know it was simple this, morning, this evening. But God, I pray that it was a help to somebody. God, I know that it was, it was a help to me as I was studying this, morning, this evening. And, and getting these things prepared. And God, I just, I pray that it was a help to somebody. God, I pray that people will uh, uh, see your holiness, see how much you really do love them and how much you do care about them and how perfect and right you are. And, and God, I pray that they'll, they'll be able to see that and then, and then get some things changed in their own lives. I know everybody in here needs something changed in life. We're not perfect. 
God, but you are perfect and you're the standard. So, God, I pray that you'll help us to have an inward look on ourselves and, and, and see some things that may need to be changed. And, and then also, Lord, I pray that you'll help us just to be the ones that we need to be as, as, as missionaries in this city of Enid. Uh, I know this is Missions Month, and God, I really wasn't planning on this to be a missions-type uh, uh, sermon, but God, it, it's in there. Uh, we have to see the outward people. We have to see the people that are outside these walls and understand that people are dying and going to hell every single day. And God, I pray that you'll just help us with those three points so that we could, we could be like Isaiah and, and, and say that we had a good look. And God, I pray that you will do a work in these people's hearts that are here tonight. And we give glory and all for that in Jesus' name. Amen.